You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. And I'm Dr. Chris Bergwald. I'm Emily Lita. Welcome to Real Presence Live. We're broadcasting this morning from St. Lambert Parish in eastern sunny Sioux Falls. Something like that. Eastern Sunny Sioux Falls. That's sunny, good. Sunny. I feel like every time we come back from the break, we have a better way to a describe defi- bit, where we're coming from. <laughs> I love it. That's I right. love it. So we are joined this morning by um, our bishop, bishop, the, the bishop, well, the bishop emeritus and apostolic administrator of the Diocese of Sioux Falls, Bishop Paul Swain. He's all of that because um, his successor as the bishop of Sioux Falls has been named, announced, appointed uh, on December 12th, um, and Bishop Swain is quickly approaching retirement. Bishop, thanks for being with us on the air this morning. It's a pleasure. So, um, Bishop, are are you looking forward to retirement? Have you had much time to think about what you're going to be doing for retirement yet? I haven't thought a lot about it. Um, You know, the transition is kind of heavy in the sense that I got to (laughs) move. Yeah, that's right. Mm -hmm. And and you know when you move... Put all this stuff aside. I'll deal with that later. So I have to deal with it now. So. Right. Yeah. This is the time. But I'm for... looking. To, I'm looking forward to it. I think it's good for the diocese to have a fresh view of, of what's happening here. Well, it's been over 13 years, right, since you uh, became the bishop of the diocese of Sioux Falls. It is. Yep. 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 I'm curious, Bishop, what are some of your favorite memories? You know, as you're coming to this time of transition, I think there's a natural tendency for us to look back over the last 13 years of some of the great things that God has done uh, within the Diocese of Sioux Falls. Do any memories stick out to you as um, some of the highlights of your time uh, as Bishop of of Sioux Falls? Well, there's certainly a lot of them. uh, Probably at the top is the restoration of the Cathedral of St. Joseph. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Was that pretty just, early on in your time as bishop? Well, yeah, it was fairly early on. So, okay. Uh, but it needed to be done, and uh, it, it took almost three years. So, But what's nice about that is to see people walk into the cathedral and just are kind of awestruck. Yes. With, with, the, with mm-hmm. the sacredness of the, of the space. Um, and we, of course, inherited the building itself, which was built 100 years ago. A great vision by Bishop O'Gorman and, and others. So it's that's a highlight. Uh, uh, the Bishop Dudley Hospitality House, you know, outreach to those in need has a, certainly been a highlight and a needed one in our community. It really serves people from all over the state who come to Sioux Falls you know, for jobs or whatever reason. So and then the, I always enjoyed um, uh, school masses being with the kids and allowing them to ask me questions and some of them off the wall, but uh, <laughs> a lot of fun. And, and then, then you know, we celebrated our 125th anniversary of the diocese a few years ago. And, uh, mm. you know, that, that was a wonderful experience, so recognizing the legacy we inherited that we, we need to preserve and, and hand on. 
um, w- when you think of those bishops, the, the school masses, um, the 125th, the Bishop of the House, the restoration of the cathedral, um, behind all of that, and you spoke to this, is the reality that these serve the people of the diocese of Sioux Falls. And I remember <clears throat> over the years, you've talked more than once about when you got the call, you were on retreat, um, a priest of the Diocese of Madison, Wisconsin, and you got the call uh, from the papal nuncio, uh, the, the Holy Father's ambassador to the United States, saying that Pope Benedict had appointed you as the next bishop of the Diocese of Sioux Falls. You'd, you'd, never, you'd never been to the Diocese of Sioux Falls. Fast forward 13 and a half years, what do people of the Diocese of Sioux Falls mean to you now? Well, obviously it's changed over all that time. And, uh, you know, I had never been to South Dakota in the diocese when I was named, and so I didn't really know much about it um, when I came. And uh, But over the years, I've obviously learned a lot about it, and in fact, it made the decision I'm going to stay here in retirement. So, mm. so it's, it's really, I enjoy it here, I enjoy the faces of people. Um, the, the legacy of, of trusting in God's will to, based on the agricultural element that is so much a part of our state and our diocese. So um, it, this is really my home now. And I remember you talking at one point just about, you, you know, you spent a lot of time in the car uh, in your 13 years as Bishop of the Diocese of Sioux Falls, um, and you just talking about the beauty of the state um, are you going to miss the drive time? Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think so. <laughs> I always liked being where I was going, but getting there just became a little heavy over time. Particularly at this time of year, you know, yes, and yes. all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. We'd... Um, for those, of, I, I think this probably affected most of the region. But just this last weekend, we had a major snowstorm and then blizzard, um, and it affected many. Obviously, travel, but also plans and programming and so on. So it's definitely a challenge <laughs> to get around the state, the diocese at this time. Bishop, um, I, I think most people don't realize the, the the burden, frankly, that comes, the responsibility uh, of being a, a diocesan bishop, the leader of a diocesan church. Um, so I think it'd probably be easy for uh, many bishops approaching retirement to talk about why they're looking forward to retirement. But what will you miss about being bishop? When you look back at the last 13 years, the people, the projects that we've just talked about, what will you miss, do you think, about being bishop of the Diocese of Sioux Falls? Well, I'll, I'll miss being with the people as often as I, as I was when I was the active bishop. Um, celebrating Mass at the cathedral, the ordinations and confirmations and those types of things, which are really people-related. I'll do some of that in retirement, but uh, obviously my successor um, will take over most of those tasks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think there's definitely a sense of just being with the people that you serve. You know, I can imagine just the the great joy that that brings. Um, 
yeah, and the transition of, of missing missing the you know these this is your family, um, and you know certainly you're not going anywhere. We're grateful that you're staying in the area so that we still get to see you and and that kind of thing. But definitely, there's a certain element I can't I, I can imagine of uh, this is my family and kind of taking a step back from. Um, seeing them as frequently is is a challenge. So if you're just tuning in, this is uh, Real Presence. This is Emily Leadham. I'm Dr. Chris Bergwald. And we are here with Bishop Paul Swain, Bishop Emeritus Paul Swain. Um, Bishop, what are you looking forward to in retirement? What What's your plan for retirement? Any uh, you know big, uh, big goals, big plans, things that you're excited to do that maybe you have not been able to do uh, just with the busyness of a bishop's schedule over the last many years? Well, I hope to do some more active ministry that I really couldn't do um, with the administrative responsibilities as a bishop. And uh, um, I'm a, a Vietnam vet, and uh, so I hope to be able to do some ministry at the Veterans Hospital mm. and about veterans, which I, I think we are, we're underserving a bit uh, right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you, do you um, see... Sorry, go ahead, Bishop. Sorry, go ahead. I'm also going to rest. <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> for I remember I being at a theology on tap with you, Bishop, and you said that one of the things you were also looking forward to was doing some reading and studying. You know, you had articulated, I think, something along the lines of, um, I'm, I, what did you say? I'm not a theologian, and I'm, I'm looking forward to studying some theology. Um, <laughs> Is there any any books on your shelf that you're excited to dig into? Oh, that's a good question. I'm looking forward to this answer. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm a second career vocation, and so I haven't studied theology or philosophy to the depth that, that we expect uh, priests to do, do now in, in anticipation of ordination. So, you know, I'm, I'm looking at particularly the writings of St. Uh, John Henry Newman, huh. um, some of the Pope Emeritus Benedict, you know, there's been so many things that I yeah. haven't had a chance to study. Um, so we'll see. We'll see. There's plenty, plenty to pick from. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. My husband and I were talking after you had shared that at the Theology on Tap, and um, uh, we both just said, you know, what an example of just a healthy um, interior life that as you're coming to retirement, you know, I think it'd be easy to say, okay, I'm burned out on this thing, so I'm going to move on. Um, but just a sign of just your personal um, yeah, devotion and interior life that as you approach retirement, you actually have a desire to lean more into uh, theology, more into the interior life of prayer and spiritual growth and that kind of thing. So that was just really a great witness uh, to us that our work is never done, you know, our work is never done uh, spiritually and that there's uh, many riches that God wants to continue to kind of pour out in us. So, Bishop, um, when you when when you think about uh, retirement and so on and um, your role, frankly, you no longer are the Bishop of the Diocese, you're the Bishop Emeritus, you're currently the Apostolic Administrator. Just as we, we close, what message would you like to leave with listeners, particularly the people of the Diocese of Zoo Falls, but all of our listeners throughout the, the listening area this morning? Well, the key for anyone is to develop a personal relationship with Jesus. And once you develop that, then it opens up wide horizons for whatever vocation a person might have. Mm. Uh, and so that the spiritual dimension is so important, and trusting in God's will and God's way 
even though sometimes we'd like a greater explanation of why things are happening the way they are. So just the, just being with Jesus in a, in a very personal way. Amen. Amen. Bishop, anything else to share with us this morning before we let you go? Well, I just, I just am especially grateful for all the support that I've had over the years. You know, the bishops tend to get credit for things, but it, it's really others who do most of the work <laughs> and, uh, and been greatly supported and encouraged over their time. So I just have a, a grateful heart. So. Thank you. Well, we've been we've been grateful to have you for these last thirteen years, and uh, Chris, you'll remain in our prayers uh, as as you move into retirement. So, thanks for being with us this morning. It's a pleasure. God All bless. Right. Thank you. Thank you, you, Bishop. You know, I'm reflecting just on uh, working for Bishop Swain over the last many years, and I think there's been two particular things that he said over and over again. Um, number one is that so much of, of what many people do goes unseen mm-hmm. and, and just often expressed, you know, his gratitude for the work of many hands within chancery staff, parish staff, lay leaders that are out in their ordinary workplaces, really uh evangelizing, promoting the gospel. So his gratitude for that. Um, And then number two, and he would say this over and over and over again, was remember that your family comes first. And I always just thought that was a really beautiful reminder um, that uh, of just kind of our first vocation. Uh, And he was very um, adamant that anyone that worked for him, anyone that came into contact with him, wherever they might be, uh, your family comes first. And that was just a real blessing, I yeah. think, to my husband and I of, of reordering things if sometimes work got, you know, uh, too, too much too much of my time or whatever. Um, uh, yeah, I just always would remi- be reminded of Bishop Swain's comments, your family comes first. Amen. Um, two things that I have been particularly grateful uh, to him for uh, about his leadership, and I think they the, the said of the well, duh. I mean, the, the things that maybe we take for granted, but we shouldn't. Um, and one is his faithfulness um, to the gospel message. He just spoke there at the end about um, what's most important is personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Right. And as an adult convert, he's an adult convert. For those who don't know his story, um, he was not a, well, not a practicing Christian um, when he felt he should become a priest. What did he call himself? Uh, a lukewarm Methodist yes, or something exactly. like that? Yes, exactly. He yeah. was. Yeah. And, and, he, and, he, and he heard, those, what should I do now? He's at a transition in his professional life. And the word priest pops into his head. So he entered in the church and into seminary. Which I think is hilarious. He wasn't Wait, even Catholic. Wasn't and the Catholic. Lord asked him to be a priest. Exactly. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> but his faithfulness to the truth of the gospel. Emily, I mean, you, you and I both work in discipleship and evangelization. And he is, he's never wavered in his commitment to what the church teaches, what God has revealed to us mm-hmm. through the church. Mm-hmm. And again, well, he's a bishop he should yes that's true but it's not always easy to stand up especially in a, in our day and age for what the church teaches mm-hmm. and he's always done that unswerving he didn't um mention it but right in, he, today he's going to be going as he does every month mm-hmm. i think yep. to pray at planned parenthood in yep. sioux falls yep Yep. And then the, and the second is his prayer. I, I, he's always said, and, I, and I'm convinced that it's true because I, it, it, I see it, um, that he takes his prayer life very seriously and takes um, everything to prayer, which I'm incredibly grateful mm-hmm. for as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think um, there's, I love how you just named that steadiness. You know, there's a steadiness w- in, in <clears throat> which um, a leader 
must, uh, there's times where I think you must go forward, but sometimes I think there's an answer within the weight and that steadiness in him has been such a witness to me of discernment, Mm -hmm. um, that sometimes the answer is in the weight. You know, I tend to be a bit impulsive perhaps, um, you know, okay, I'm excited about this. Let's do this. Okay. I'm not excited about this anymore. I'm not going to do this anymore. (laughs) Like I am so guilty of that. And, and really watching Bishop Swain, uh, in my time working with him has been a real witness to just the steadiness of the answer often comes in the wait, in the time, in God's time, in his providential timing. Um, which I think has just been uh, a great, great reminder for me. And then when it's time to take the action, when it's time to take the step, um, yeah, I just I think that's a really beautiful witness that he has offered the, there, the people that I see. There's uh, it's actually an antiphon from Liturgy of the Hours: "Wait for the Lord to lead, and then follow in His way." Yeah, and I think so yeah. often. I think yeah, you and I are similar this way. Uh, we we tend to skip the first part yeah. and go to the second. Bishop Swain, I'm going to lead. I'm going to lead, Lord. Yeah, follow, <laughs> follow, follow me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Bishop Swain and his witness has been helpful to remember. Wait for Him to lead. Yeah, and then absolutely, follow in his way. absolutely. We're coming up on the ordination of a new bishop in just what is it two, uh, three weeks yep. uh february 12th and excuse me 13th yes sorry th- february 13th the uh, appointment of a new bishop bishop Amen. donald DeGrude. so right. you're listening to real presence live we will be back after this break this is real presence live where the focus is not on the evil around us but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good we're local engaging and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. 